Hi guys, um, welcome to our first episode. Um, we're going to kick things off. Um, I know it's the end of January when we're recording this, but so it's not vegan. It's not vegan anymore, but do you know what? It's never too late. We're going to talk about veganism because who doesn't love a good convo about veganism, honestly? It's... I say 90% of the British population, but hopefully we can change that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit controversial, a bit spicy. <laughs> <laughs> but we're about it so we're let's get it. chatting <laughs> okay well I've got something to get off my chest go on I am a dirty vegan <gasps> oh my gosh <laughs> scandalous oh um gosh. Oh. I want to just I want to just come out publicly I don't eat animal products I don't eat anything I just eat <laughs> In the interest of full disclosure, I am a filthy vegan and I <laughs> I want you to know that I will try my best to not be annoyed about it. Okay. Honestly, you're never annoyed about it, Sam. Don't you worry. <laughs> Just getting that out of the way. <laughs> why? So tell me, why did you decide to become vegan? Why? <sighs> well, I love you. Be really honest. I'm, be- I'm going to be really honest. I'd love to sit here and say... I wanted to become vegan because I love the planet or I wanted to become vegan because I really like I just think it'll be better for me well I'd love to say that too but honestly it's none of those reasons (laughs) um obviously all those reasons fed into it for me like I knew there'd be benefits to my health the planet and animals when I went vegan but I just love a challenge and I used to love my favorite meal ever was a bacon double cheeseburger from the local pub um (laughs) I loved anything with meat in it and meat was like the main thing that I'd look forward to in a meal so someone said to me I bet you can't be vegetarian and I was like I bet you I can (laughs) so I decided that I was going to try and be a veggie for a month um and by the end of the month it was so easy I thought do you know what I cannot be bothered going back I'm just about to move into a flat on my own I was going to uni and I thought just cut the hassle out like I don't want to have to cook meat wrong and then give myself food poisoning I've proven I can be a veggie so I just went a veggie and then you know that was that for a good two or three years and then um in the end, it was a Veganuary um, that did it. I think it was 2019, so like two years ago. Um, I just thought, do you know what? Let's take the next step. <laughs> I'll have another challenge, please. And to be fair, to be fair, I'd never liked um, cheese and milk anyway. So like, it wasn't that hard. The only thing I had to give up was the absolute love of my life, eggs. And... Aww. I know, yeah. I miss them so much. <laughs> I still would, could not give eggs up. But it just was easier for me to honestly go into places and say, oh, I'm a vegan, because when you're a veggie, all of the options that you're given are, like, the milkiest, cheesiest, like, oh, no. things ever. And if you don't like cheese or milk, like, you're absolutely screwed. So it was genuinely easier for me. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know how I managed to talk for so long about that. I, I do apologise. <laughs> no, no, it's a good thing. I like it. I like it. Can I just say one thing, though? Yeah. This is probably the only time you'll ever hear me talking about being a vegan, unless it's it's asked of me, because I despise talking about it. Yeah. I just do you, think do you, that... Do you not like when I bring it up, like, oh, Sam, this, this is vegan? Oh, no, I love that. I love when people invite me into the conversation of it. It's fine. It's just I'm very self-aware. And I personally find it really annoying when I know some vegans who they almost they substitute veganism as a personality trait oh, <laughs> I know and you know it's I get that it does become a big part of your life because it's what you eat and stuff but not everyone has to be vegan mm. so not everyone has to hear about it yeah so I like to mention it when it's needed to be mentioned if it's brought up if I'm asked about it I'll throw it in there but I ain't one to jam it down people's throats per se fair enough well yeah I think that let's be honest the truth is we should all try and be a little bit more get more veggies in maybe Mm -hmm. cut down the meat a little bit but People who are like, oh, you need to go vegan and, um, oh, if you're not vegan, you're a bad person and only vegans are good people, like pure vegans. It's going to put people, get people's defences up. It's going to put them right off. Mm-hmm. People are not going to want to even try being a little bit more plant-based. They're just going to completely put the defences up. But if you, if you like introduce the topic of like maybe changing your diet a little bit and um, it being an exciting thing because it is exciting like veg vegetables are exciting um they yeah, absolutely yeah what were those you things know, that you sent me a picture of the other day it was like broccoli but it was dead spiky oh my gosh Ro- oh, what was it called something cauliflower rome i'm gonna try and find it i think i've still got a picture of it somewhere it looked absolutely incredible and growing Something. up we never had veg like that <laughs> but I think if we did <laughs> I, would, I would have loved veg so much more <laughs> it's a Romanesco cauliflower or something like that I want to google that in case I'm saying it wrong right everyone listening to this I know you can't we can't exactly say look at this <laughs> but just go google Romanesco go. cauliflower and tell me that it's not exciting <laughs> You look Ellie Case in the eyes right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Riverford Organic has a whole page of ideas for Romanesco cauliflower. I didn't catch a word of that, but I tell you what, we'll put that link in the description of this episode so people can get to it. Um, <laughs> hang on. Five spice Romanesco steaks. <gasps> what? I'm in a loop. I mean, <laughs> I'm in a rabbit hole. Get out before it's too late. I just thought it was mentioned in that though, because there's a load of edges that that I'd never had before, and still probably don't even know exist. 
um which can really spice up your life <laughs> like um I found myself about two or three years ago I think it was honestly when I just moved to uni and I was I was like so bored of cooking and I was so bored of everything that I could make and I realized it was because I was literally making the same thing over and over again with the same veg it was like my idea of veg had become red peppers and brown onions and that was it oh my days that is mad but I feel like that's so easy that happens so easy to people yeah no honestly I I would be lying if I said that wasn't me too yeah I that would be yeah I would be a hypocrite to judge that because I was the same but that's but the thing is though everyone's like that when they first start uni they don't know how to cook they first go to uni and like the cooking blooming pesto pasta like every other night and it took me a long time to realize. no shade no shade to pesto <laughs> to pesto though no, we I've love, literally we love pesto pesto I've, we love you I've just done next week's um food meal plan <laughs> and it features a lot of pesto so <laughs> that is do you know what that sounds amazing oh my god what pesto are you using that's vegan um because pesto is not vegan I know but you know oh, this is going to be so difficult talking on this podcast the pesto brand that we all know and love yeah they have a vegan option oh you can say it I don't see why not I don't want to What's, why you you want to get a spawn I want to get a spawn <laughs> fair enough Sackler if you're listening <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> if you're out there, honey. <laughs> Come to <laughs> Took me. Took us a few quid. Um, okay, Ain't nothing right. anyway. a bit of pesto. Where were we? I we were talking about getting bored of veg. Oh, yeah, but before that, I was saying, like, yeah, about veg, I think, I think it is exciting and, like, and, you know, there's so many really nice meals you can make with veg, like... I went home and started cooking. Like, you know, in lockdown, the start of lockdown, um, uh, in March last year, um, I went home and started cooking, like, vegan meals for my family every night. And, mm. like, before that, Dad and my brother, my dad and my brother, were always, like, just so averse to veggie food and like they would get dead annoyed if there wasn't meat in it and they were just like oh no this isn't nice if it was like a veggie meal but when I started cooking like with proper recipe books and by the way I have a lot of favorite recipe books so if anyone wants any recommendations I have so many I love them um yeah when I started cooking like really good meals for them that were vegan but like full of like herb spices flavors they were like they just loved it and that's the thing. It's like when you like plant-based cooking is is really nice and it's so enjoyable. And like when people think vegan, they think, oh no, you know, cutting like cutting certain things out of your diet and cutting back on things and eating lettuce leaves and stuff. But actually, <laughs> it's not that. It's something. It's like adding to your life. Well, yeah, you know, I think it's worth mentioning that you're somebody who does cook with a lot of, could you say, like unique ingredients 
like you'll throw in like veggies that you've never used before you'll mm. you'll try things out and you're not afraid to experiment so I think that that was probably vital in showing them that it can be nice like yeah. um oh god why did I just completely forget what I was gonna say um it took me a long time to get there though it took me a long time yeah but the I thing tell is you where... oh sorry I've just remembered yeah go on like if you were gonna show them vegan meals or plant-based meals using red peppers and brown onions alone. yeah they would not be interested <laughs> who would be interested so exactly. i think <laughs> i think in getting people to understand that it isn't just lettuce leaves it also includes showing people what other things are out there what are the flavors what are the veggies mm. i'd never had put- um i'd never had a um, what's it called Oh, that paste. Miso. No. Um, harissa. Harissa. I'd never had harissa paste before you showed me. Mm. It's dead nice, isn't it? Life-changing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say, it took me a long time to get to this place where I'll, I'll, I have to say, um, I'm not fully vegan. I'm not. I am very much plant-based, but I will have meat or fish or egg. Well, I have eggs quite a lot, but I'll have meat or fish like maybe once, twice a month. Um, but I don't have dairy, really. I have chocolate. Mm, not gonna lie. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I started though at like you at uni, just cook- cooking utter like boring stuff and then I got into deliciously Ella I don't know how I found her but I just did um she does she's a really good place to start um to find like um to cook really healthy like plant-based meals that with with veg that I'd never even used before like I'd never picked up a butternut squash I'd never picked up a sweet potato and thought yeah I'll cook with that Mm -hmm. Which is so, like, to me now, not cooking with butternut squash or sweet potato, it's like madness. But back then, that was, like, new to me. And then I started getting into it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so good when you have, like, different veg. And then I just slowly went from there. I went from strength to strength. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, yeah, I just tried, like, new people as I went along, new new people's recipe books and... Mm -hmm different veg and stuff and experimenting with flavors yeah so yeah that's incredible do you know we're gonna we're probably um it's probably worth us linking in some of your favorite recipe books oh, yeah, um, yeah, to the description along with that other thing because you've got so many <laughs> like you say deliciously ella's a really good place to start definitely she is really good i think she she introduced like plant-based to a lot of people that I'd never thought about it before. So, I mean, she's successful and she deserves it. Um, But also, I think I care so much about what I eat because it stems from coming back from Tanzania and getting IBS (laughs) 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 and realising, like, I think I was lactose intolerant and 
I, I really struggled with, you know, being able to eat things that didn't give me a funny tummy. Um, so I had to be very aware of what I was putting in my body. I think that stemmed from that as well. But, um, you know, even when I was cooking a lot more stuff, it's only been in the past year maybe that I've actually started to cook things. That I'm like, this tastes really nice. Because even as I was experimenting, I was learning what what was good and was, what wasn't a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um and it just is trial and error, really. But when you get into the flow of it, it's really enjoyable. Yeah, no, that's true. It's, I think that's one thing that like you've also reminded me in the past year or so. It's to just enjoy cooking, enjoy mm. preparing food because like, I got into a really awful habit of ordering like how how much did I order food? Ellie, it must have been like five takeaways a week or something. That is that's insane (laughs) like minimum as well because I remember I went I did a food shop and then didn't do another one for like three months so like I was living off like food that I didn't cook and Mm. I live on my own (laughs) so you know there's something wrong there but it's because I forgot how to enjoy cooking Mm. And and the simple pleasure of like a home cooked meal, yeah, it's so good, isn't it? And and when you when you cook for yourself, you can make sure you put in lots of like healthy stuff, and mm. it gives you loads of energy. Yeah, completely so. customizable. Yes, I love broccoli, and I will put broccoli in every meal, no matter what mm. it is. Like I will always throw a broccoli in because. I just don't, I'm yet to find something that broccoli doesn't go with. <laughs> I think it's so nice. <laughs> yeah. I've seen in Tesco, I like what they're doing with Jamie Oliver. They're doing a bit of a campaign to like get more veg in and like they have little like, oh my gosh, they're called something and I don't remember what they're called. The little things that stick out of the shelves on the on the aisles. Wobblers, I think they're called. Um, but they have like those. What? That's- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they have those that, that with like things that Jamie Oliver says, like get more veg, add celeriac to your shepherd's pie <laughs> stuff. I know exactly what you mean. Those like printed out things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If anyone, if anyone missed what just happened, then we realized what the. Well, how would you describe them? The printed material that. <laughs> how would you describe Little... them? The li- little mini signs that stick out of the shelves on the supermarkets yeah. are called yeah. wobblers. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> I'm Googling it to make sure. Yeah, you do that. We don't want to be spreading false information. Oh, yeah, they are. Oh my God, Sam, look at this. Wait. I can't just Google. we're on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just Google Wobblers supermarket. Okay, hang on. Oh my gosh, there's it's coming up with places oh, where you can buy them. That's exactly what I knew they were. Yeah. They, that's everything and more. Now, Wobblers. the theme of this episode is somewhat veganism. Yeah. Supermarkets in recent years have really gone to town on the vegan movement um, with, you know, in a lot of cases, like 
entire sections dedicated to it. And in some more extreme cases, entire aisles. And Asda's recently dedicated in um, a number of its stores, like whole aisles dedicated to vegan products. Oh, I. Um, do you think, I want your opinion on this. Um, mm. Do you think that this move towards um, almost putting the products by themselves is more beneficial or harmful? Do you know, that's a really good question, actually. I've never thought about that before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad for on the spot. That's a good question. <laughs> Do you know what? Actually, you're right, you know, in bringing that up as a thing, because when you think about it, it's actually probably not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Because... Because... Well, actually, um, that being said, it would be... It makes it easier for vegans who can't diversify from their from their dietary choices and want to know and they want to find the specific products that they know and love easily. It would be easy for them to like locate them, fair enough. Mm-hmm. But on the whole, to like segment different types of diets and put all if, if you're looking at it from like a, oh, veganism's better for your health sort of perspective, separating the quote-unquote vegan, um, like, processed foods with the, the rest of the food products like the veg and the whole grains and the pulses and putting them in their own section is not a good thing because actually a diet, a vegan diet, could be completely unhealthy if you just ate vegan alternatives of processed products like that's not a healthy vegan diet and a healthy vegan diet is actually an incorporation of of all these whole foods that are so much more important than Mm -hmm. like your vegan chocolate bar for example no you're so right I think that's something that you really need to be careful of these days it's that I think the way that they've positioned plant-based foods to us so far as consumers, it's almost suggested that everything's the healthier alternative. Yeah. In some cases it is, and that's undeniable. Mm. But like you say, (laughs) a vegan chocolate bar is still a chocolate bar. And having these areas does almost kind of falsely makes them feel a little bit better than they might be (laughs) yeah I mean the dairy section that's got all the vegan cheeses and um yogurts and creams and milks like I would not pick up most of those the only thing I would get from there is almond milk for my porridge I know it's high water usage but um (laughs) if i was perfect i'd be getting hemp seed milk milk. i'm not not a full hippie so um and and i and i get my oat milk from there because oat milk is life um Mm -hmm. but that's but yeah i wouldn't pick up those but i'm not saying that it's a wrong choice and I'm not judging anyone who does pick them up but you know my my basket is filled with like 
is filled with pulses, whole grains, veggies, fruits, and that is the core staple of a healthy diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think we'll we'll probably go more into like healthy in in another episode because there's lots of different yeah. meanings to it, and like the term healthy eating means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, and I think it's something quite interesting, but. Yeah, that's true. Because also that's the thing as well about nutrition. It's not one size fits all. It's different for everyone. And if you, and you know, plant-based is not suitable for everyone and it shouldn't. And no, like, you know, anyone that says everyone should be vegan is wrong, really. wrong, yeah. (laughs) Some people would not be healthy on a vegan diet. The same Mm. way that not everyone's healthy on a really meat-heavy diet. Mm. some people find it okay and some people don't Mm. but one good thing though about veganism is that it does increase your intake of vegetables and and also it really has introduced me to a lot of diverse a big diverse range of vegetables Mm -hmm. which i think so good and i think we need more of as well I i think that's one thing we need to touch on throw back to that what was it before the cauliflower romanesco cauliflower (laughs) yes to to name one um because i think we need more biodiversity in our diets because a lot of our food comes from big monocrop you know monocrop farms okay and one minute explain oh um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh monocrop so like, yeah like in farming like they they um in intensive farming there's like huge fields full of like one type of crop and it's really bad for biodiversity because we're limited we're like just reducing our um we're, we're just reducing our like like the range of living organisms on the earth just so that we can feed on a mass scale that's <laughs> awful. I mean? yeah and it's just bad for soil health as well like regenerative farming guys check it out like google it look it up because you know it's that involves like intercropping it involves like no tilling of the land and there's other stuff as well it's, uh, it's supposed to be like really good for the soil and apparently soil if you look after it right sequesters carbon um so you know there's a lot of potential in it i mean i'm not an expert but um dr rupee of the doctor's kitchen podcast um d- interviewed someone about it and i feel like he's a credible source so yeah it's- check that out it seems really interesting. You you might not know a lot about it, and I know basically nothing about it. So I'm excited <laughs> to get more in depth with that kind of thing in future episodes. Um, definitely, definitely. Sorry, I'm going off it. on such a tangent. There's so many things. It's not a but, tangent though, because we are here to talk about veganism today. Yeah, and mm. the interconnectivity between veganism and, like you say, just the increase in veg. That's the benefit so yeah it does cross over and it does it does need to be spoken about um yeah I just wanted to touch briefly on veganism and its role in sustainability and and the environment oh good yeah so a lot of people they're starting to realize they need to cut down the meat and dairy um consumption because of the planet Mm -hmm. um 
and carbon emissions and all that stuff and land use so like so um i was just reading this book um by tim specter um called spoon fed you should uh check it out everyone if you fancy reading it it's why almost everything we've been told about food is wrong um but anyway he was just talking about he was just talking about um sustainability when it comes to food um and he he succinctly summarized all of the points that are most important when it comes to sustainability which it always stresses me out because I feel like there's a million things in my head that stress me out about sustainability and food but he just put it in (laughs) well it's not just me um but he just put it in like five succinct points and I was like that's so true like so he just said sustainability is basically um so he said we we also need a global perspective where food production is built around a framework of five factors climate change biodiversity loss land system change fresh water use and nitrogen and phosphorus flows from fertilizers so that's how many things is that yeah that's five things um that are like the biggest concerns when it comes to sustainability and veganism definitely helps with some of them so land use um climate change and water use mm-hmm. um but there are still things that it doesn't cover um and we need to be wary of so what, like, what would they be so um so like effective use of fertilizers for a start um you know i think organic farming might probably be better i don't know yet not i think he's got a chapter on organic farming so i need to read that before i make any decisions <laughs> but um also like what like seasonality is so important oh um, you are such an advocate for like seasonal veg i know i am and you know what it's so it's so good because we don't really want to be flying in our our asparagus and our strawberries um out of season when they're grown in like you know in i don't know for example spain where they're all grown in polytunnels or whatever it's called big plastic tunnels that's just we don't need that we don't need it Mm -hmm. and there's something so satisfying about eating a very in season meal so like something very very green in the summer with like broad beans and asparagus in it is delicious and like eating like hearty veg like butternut squash and stuff in the autumn is so nice well for anyone who's not thought about it before when you get like fruit and veg that isn't in season it's often flown over from other countries like ali mentioned so not only has it taken the energy that and like things like the water, the fertilizers, the pesticides, and all the things that it takes to grow a veg? It also takes the like energy to package it up and then freight it over, whether it be by boat or plane. And when that comes to its destination, you've then got the energy of delivering it from the import site to the supermarket and then from the supermarket to your house so that one strawberry let's say that punnet of strawberries you've got it isn't just grown like as if you grew it in your back garden it's got so much added extra with it 
Yeah. And that's the issue. I think the issue is is the lack of transparency in the food supply chain. And it's difficult for us as consumers to make educated decisions. And I, when I was learning about all this, was going into the supermarket feeling so overwhelmed because I knew what was what was you know probably going to be better than what was probably going to be good and what was probably going to be bad but there was no real way of knowing the truth mm-hmm. because nothing's packed nothing's labeled that well um there's no transparency there and I was I felt like all the decision all the weight of the decision was on me to know what was right and wrong and how we're not how am I supposed to know so it is difficult for us all to remember it all, all the time but this is what I mean about start with deliciously Ella honestly and <laughs> you'll you'll pick up as you go along and you will get to a point where you're eating seasonal food you eat and you just you know you're doing all these things where you know you know intuitively might what might be a better choice and what might not be so good a choice um but it takes a while um yeah have you got have you collated seasonal veg though do you have any kind of resource that you could put out yes i do check out um eat the seasons oh also one other thing i have to say about vegans firstly quickly it's just like this is another thing he mentions in this book um things like avo- like tropical fruit like is avocado a fruit i have a feeling it might be oh i don't know but it's i don't know it's amazing. tropical fruit and avocados and things like that he was saying we should really see them as a treat and not as like an everyday <laughs> essential because of the amount of land usage and deforestation um and water usage that it takes to grow those on a mass scale in countries where a lot of our um, environmental resources are, like either you know rainforests that we're just destroying because of world, because of global demand for these things, mm-hmm. and it's sad, really. It really is sad. We should be treating it, them as you know treats, not. And so vegans who are like oh you know i'm i'm being dead perfect and i'm being amazing because i'm you know i'm right and you're wrong like no not really not if you're eating avocado on toast every day okay i feel personally attacked right now oh sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no i've had an avocado in a while to be honest with you because they're a bit expensive they are and you know think? what rightly so rightly so, rightly so. Should be. because we really should not be eating them that often well to be fair like they might not be brilliant but if we're talking about food production that does take up a lot of land and has a negative impact on the environment what's an avocado in comparison to say a beef burger that's true that is true you know we've got to weigh these so things that's, up that's what i mean yeah it's like don't take don't try and put the world like take the world and put it on your shoulders like me like I have done to myself, um, just one thing at a time. Just increase your veg intake, decrease your meat consumption, mm-hmm. and you're good to go to get started. And that is great. That is amazing. Yeah. And anyway, resources. Yeah, you yeah, mentioned know? some resources. I, I think what we're going to do is we're going to collate all of the resources that we've mentioned so far and from now on and put them in a collection that you can access after the podcast through the description. So yeah. Have you got anywhere that we should send people? Yes. So um, 
So eat the seasons. I think it's eatseasons.co.uk. Um, I'd have to double check that. Um, let me just have a look. Actually, it'll be in the link, so you'll be able to get to it. Um, the periodic table of veg is amazing for seeing what nutrients are in each veg and like also just seeing all the different veg that's out there you can try it's really good um jamie oliver's vegipedia that's another good one for just seeing what type of veg there are what you can use them for what nutrients are in them and oh yeah that's the thing as well about the the periodic table of veg there's like loads of recipes linked to it as well and also the BBC, um, not that Beep. long ago, the Beeb <laughs> published a article um, where like a load of scientists got together and found the most the hundred top most nutritional foods in the world. So that's really interesting. But some of them apparently are not really edible or something. I don't know. But Jeff, just check that out. We'll leave it in there in the resources oh that and... has me so intrigued <laughs> what? oh my god it's really good and you know what the number one is almonds what can you believe oh my gosh and i have them in my porridge every day i feel like such a saint no. <laughs> um and another thing is check out as well so the eat lancet commission have you heard of that never so basically let me just get it up Basically, like, a load of, like, top scientists came together and were like, how are we going to feed a population of 10 billion by 2050? And they... It just makes me feel sick. I worry so much. I know, don't, I can't. Um, They, they, yeah, did a massive research project and did loads of, like, spent loads of time researching it and they found, like, the healthiest... Uh, the healthiest diet for the planet and for us in the long term that's brilliant yeah and like but they're saying like people in developed countries need to like eat a little bit less and people in underdeveloped countries need to eat a little bit more so it's not saying restrict food for everyone like you know we need like people in people who are struggling to um to eat in poor countries they do need more and we need to we need to help them out a bit more that's great yeah um but it's not it doesn't say everyone go vegan it does not say that it says a little bit of meat a little bit dairy but a lot more um a lot more root veg legumes oh we love um, a legume oh my love a goodness legume. couldn't love live lentil. without them yeah i'm sorry but a green lentil is a covered essential oh my gosh i know i love a red split red split lentil Red split lentils are great for thickening up a curry or a soup. I'm going to have a look and see if I can find what it says about the diet. Well, that's just on what you said then. It's really important to remember, like we said at the start, veganism is not the way to save the planet. Because not everyone is going to be a vegan, ever. Like, there's never going to be a time that every single person in the planet eats vegan so it's Mm. important to find the balance and to understand that as a fact so like you were saying then working out how much meat to veg ratio we can actually afford to have 
yeah as a nation and as eating, a world eating more things like root vegetables and um plant sources of protein like um beans and lentils and and peas that they're very low carbon um mm-hmm. footprint and also i read somewhere that i think legumes actually sequester carbon into the ground so they're actually carbon positive or carbon negative or whichever way around it is but yeah it's just interesting like you know anyone who's listening to this by the way that might be feeling a bit overwhelmed <laughs> by some of the things we're talking about we'll get into it properly eventually there's things like you know we I think a lot of people know what it is but it's worth giving a bit of context maybe yeah what do you mean for things like um carbon um carbon footprint being carbon positive carbon neutral um oh yeah yeah because we you know people have different exposures to fair enough yeah hang on you went dead quiet then (laughs) it's weird um we need to wrap it up i think we need to wrap it up yeah we've been on it for a while haven't we so at the end of the day if you want to go vegan um go vegan because it's completely your choice um like there's so many good alternatives out there if you want to go vegan um you know it might be a great way to increase your veg intake um but i think the thing to remember is always respect other people's choices with it um we can't achieve our goal of feeding um 10 billion people by 2050 um by putting people off eating more veg <laughs> you know yeah so support other people when they choose to reduce the intake of foods that are worse for the environment um support people if they decide to do veganuary and never go vegan again like just support anyone making positive decisions for themselves and for the planet yes nice i love that message yeah don't make anyone feel bad there's no point (laughs) yeah you know it might work for you but it might not work for other people and i just thought i'd reiterate as well it's a good time to mention it we're not experts on this Mm. we don't have like years of research behind what we're talking about we're just interested in it and we just learn about it in our own time we'll give you all the sources that we can think of um post episode but but like um, reading about the research from other people yeah that's good enough for me it's good enough for me it's a conversation you know we're not we're not claiming to have the answers we're just having a chit chat (laughs) um and also don't feel overwhelmed we as we go through more of these episodes um ellie mainly being the absolute legend icon sustainable star she is uh, <laughs> will be giving us tips and tricks on how to understand these things a bit better and like ways we can improve um try and yeah. not feel overwhelmed by the amount you have to know because you don't have to know we just do bits at a time we learn as yeah. we go i also just think one other thing is that i've only really realized this recent like relatively recently like I've always cared about the planet like honestly ever since I was little and it's always stressed me out a bit but I've also cared about people and and like charity and like just you know just 
fair trade and things like that and just that's that goes hand in hand I think with sustainability you can't have one without the other and at the end of the day it's a planet full of people why do why do you want to save the planet because we're living on it and it I just think you know generosity and and sort of helping other people in poorer countries goes hand in hand with saving the planet to be honest you can't neglect one without the other and Mm -hmm. that is something that I have realized I I kind of completely didn't think about for a long time so yeah Mm -hmm. but maybe we can do an episode on that oh yeah we can do an episode on everything yeah if you think about it we'll do an episode on it yes (laughs) okay all right let's round it up so thanks everyone for listening um tune in next week when we'll have another episode for you don't know what it's going to be yet but we'll let you know if you want to learn more about um food and sustainability you can check out me at elliecase.co.uk or at elliecaseuk on like i think all socials so yeah legend thanks for listening everyone sam it's been a pleasure it's been a boom also i just want to say thanks everyone for listening and thanks for being patient as well this is the first time we've ever really properly done a podcast so we're still getting our bearings with it um and it'll just get better and better as time goes on so yeah yeah oh my gosh and we can't wait to get guests on oh yeah if, if anyone has any suggestions for what they want to hear about who they want to see on here just send us a message and we'll do yeah. our best all right then all right bye bye